I'm excited to share. I'm working on some new tools to have available for all my listeners, absolutely free. These are tools that I have used personally. If you haven't stopped by my website lately, I would definitely go over there, check it out as I have three free tools up there right now that have helped me elevate my health so that I can make more money. I've gotten some great feedback so far and I could not literally be happier that these are helping people like us change their lives. So I am always looking to create new tools to help all of us win bigger. So make sure you keep tuning in or drop by the site. Let's make sure to also be connected on Instagram or LinkedIn. Now let's get back to it and enjoy the show. Welcome to the Business of Being Healthy, where we are passionate about treating our health as good as we treat our wealth. Shelly Bryan here, and I am obsessed with sharing real-life experiences and wisdom to help save you time, heartache, and money as you continue to grow personally and professionally. Twice a week, we push aside that BS to take massive intentional action. And I promise by tuning in, you will receive the straightforward talk you've been waiting for, filled with actionable steps that will inspire you to achieve the health and wealth you desire while you are building your empire. All right, welcome back to another episode here on the business of being healthy. I am so excited for today because Dr. Jordan is, this conversation, I'm just going to say, is something that you maybe are not used to, or it's maybe not talked about as much as it should have or should be. And so I even hate like that word should. It's just one of those things that we need to talk about as women. And I am so excited to have to have Dr. Jordan here today to be able to share not only her experience and her wisdom, but just all the goodness that she brings and like the comfortability of this conversation. So Dr. We- or Dr. Jordan is a pleasure expert, a naturopathic doctor, and an author. She is the CEO of the Pleasure Collective, a coaching community for high-achieving women who want more pleasure in their lives in and out of the bedroom. She is also the author of The Pink Canary, an investigation into the hidden secret of optimal women's sexual health and wellness. And she is the host of a globally talked top-ranked podcast, The Pleasure Principles. And it, like, you guys, we are so fortunate to have her on today. She's been a contributor on TV with Cosmopolitan, The Washington Post, many other publications. And still, like, you'll start following her after today on Instagram for sure. And you will see how often she is being reached out to. So Dr. Jordan, thank you so very much for joining us today. Thank you so much for having me. And I can't wait to have this conversation. It's going to be I, business and sex, health and sex. It's just, it's my thing. So it's perfect. And I think, you know, tuning in right now, if this isn't a conversation that you've had, you can just hear the calmness in her voice, right? It's just this like calm, collective, like makes you feel comfortable. So I encourage you, if you squirmed a little bit, that's an indicator that you got to stay and tune into this episode and you might want to share it with a girlfriend or two. And listen to, maybe listen to it twice. If it maybe. Makes you squirm. Yeah. <laughs> maybe, maybe. Wants right. to get the squirms out. 
<laughs> and then like the second time to really yeah, actually, actually listen. listen. <laughs> Perfect. Well, Dr. Jordan, tell us a little bit about, because you had a thriving naturopathic practice, correct? Yeah. And then yeah. you have now transitioned. Kind of tell us how you got into naturopathic. So I had a women's health clinic. I thought that that was like, that was my goal. For, well, I wanted to be a medical doctor and then I had hormone issues and then, you know, you're put on birth control and then I had mental health issues and like I bled three weeks every month. So I ended up seeing a naturopathic doctor myself and thinking, oh, okay, this is what I was meant to do. I wanted to do women's health, specifically hormones and autoimmune disease. And that's what I did. And I was amazing at it. And people would started flying to see me like continents to come to my health clinic. So it was, I loved it. I loved every single day. It was so fulfilling and rewarding, but I noticed I was missing the mark on something. So weight would come off. Women would sleep. They would have their energy back. Their mood would be good. They're like this this is amazing. Like everything is good. And there was this little like, but like, but something's still missing, but mm. I still don't quite feel like myself. Like everything's better. This is better than I thought it would be. But there was this like thing that they had trouble putting words to. And what I've learned since then, and what I call the pleasure problem Medically, we call it anhedonia, and that means the inability to experience pleasure or joy. And it's a diagnostic criteria of major depressive disorder. But what I was noticing is that even in women that weren't clinically depressed, they were all still feeling this. It's just like, I'm not as happy as I used to be. Something's off. I'm like, going on vacation and it takes me a week to relax. Like don't really want to have sex or sex doesn't feel as good as it used to. Um, but there's this piece missing, uh, and it was pleasure. So I decided to investigate that. And it wasn't just one woman. It was thousands of women coming to my medical clinic. And it was also something that I noticed in myself where it's like, okay, I checked all the boxes. I went to school. I got the degree. I got married. I'm doing my dream business and it's thriving. And it was like, uh, like there's something still missing. And you almost feel bad saying it out loud because you have so much to feel grateful for. So <laughs> it's almost like this shame thing or this like, you know, I'm not, I don't really know how to say this or, but just something's missing and it's pleasure. So that's kind of how I came to do what I'm doing today. I love it that, and and I, if you're watching this on YouTube, like I'm nodding with her because I've had these conversations before is, is like, first off, I just want to commend you real quick as a practitioner that you like you were doing all this great things. Like you look at your resume and it was like fantastic, but you still recognize something that your patients weren't achieving, right? Like there mm -hmm. was still a piece missing. And I love 
you know, I worked in the, in the medical industry for almost 18 years. And unfortunately in, you know, typical medicine, right. Like with insurance is like, they're guided on what they can and can't do. Right. But as a naturopath, which I love naturopaths, if you've been listening and you know, like you still have that curiosity and you were able to like dive into it. So like as a practitioner, I, when I hear someone say that, I'm like, that is so cool because like, that's why you got into it. Right. And to be able to, yeah. And I did get into it to have the freedom. And that's Mm -hmm. why people started to fly to see me was because I had developed, I'm like, okay, what's the best that I could do? What do women need? And where could we do lab testing that is the best in the world or not available here? Mm -hmm. Um, And then, yeah, we had the freedom to do that. But when that was coming back and we would balance everything all out and like bioidentical hormones or whatever they needed, everything was good but something was still missing, then I was like, okay, this is a deeper problem. This is something like, there's something big here that I'm missing. So I had that freedom. And then being trained as a naturopathic doctor, you're trained to look at things holistically. You're trained to look, how do these systems fit together? Mm -hmm. Um, And when I talk about pleasure, I mean, pleasure in and out of the bedroom. Mm-hmm. Like not just sexual pleasure, because I know even that word sometimes gives people the shivers, mm-hmm. um, but like just joy every day, feeling good every day. So to have that lens to look at it, because people would think, you know, oh, I'm solving the like a libido problem or a sex drive problem, but it's like, no, this is bigger than this. Because when we think about times that sex and intimacy is great and, you know, how alive we feel, how energized we feel, how good things are, how they just seem to flow. Mm -hmm. Um, And then times where we're not, like, we don't feel that alive. We don't feel that energy that aliveness in us um and Chinese medicine explains that is chi Greek mythology that's it's like eros how they talk about it so but it was like people were missing that energy mm-hmm. that aliveness so that's what I was setting out to look at and it turns out that it is a holistic multifactorial problem to fix right like there is no pill and we try and the pharmaceutical industry tries and your gynecologist and your family physician everyone will try and give you you know an antidepressant or an anti-anxiety med which by the way I am not pill shaming and those people that take those medications and they are of massive benefit I am 110% for it but it was for the thousands of women that were either prescribed it and they're like, I don't think I'm really depressed. I don't think I need this. Or the women that were taking it and going "Mm," like, didn't really fix the problem. Like that's when I was looking deeper. Well, and you had like such a pool of women, right. And, and talking about those like high achievers, I love that you brought up the fact of that, like guilt or shaming, Like I have the career, I have the family, I have the, you know, I have the car, I have the vacations, I have all this, but I'm not really enjoying it. 
right? And I think it's that's because then it's even hard to talk about, right? Like how I'm I'm curious, like because it's it's that reflection to be like, gosh, I should. Here we are. It should again. I should be yes. happy with this nice little list of you know achievements that I have but like, I don't feel great. And I, I think it's good that we're talking about this. Cause I know like, it, it's like, oh, well you're depressed or you have anxiety. Like, so, like, it's just this label we want to give. Yeah. A label and here's your prescription and go on your way or go to counseling or something. And it's even something that like it, the door to my office would shut and then we'd have this conversation mm-hmm. and sometimes and I'd ask like what do you desire or what would bring you pleasure and two things would happen tears like just a complete meltdown and again this is high achieving women who run companies or boards or manage tons of people and a household and and they're like I don't usually cry like I don't know what's wrong with me or they'd go blank and like, they wouldn't know. And at first it confused me, but it was woman after woman after woman with the same thing of like, I don't know what would make me happy. Or they'd give me some surface answer of like, Oh, you know, a vacation or a date night or like something like very, very surface. But when we broke it down, it was, they're like, I really don't know. So what I, ended up finding out that happened. And I wrote, there's an entire chapter on this in my book, The Pink Canary. When we are stressed out, so when we have nervous system dysregulation, adrenal dysregulation, when we're in fight or flight for a long time or a sustained period of time, which if we're honest, is most people in North America and like high achieving women, like it's very rare. Even if we have the freedom and the space in our calendars and things like it usually took years of dysregulation to get there. And it's not something that just fixes or heals. So I'd even have women that are like, I go to yoga three times a week, or I take breaks, but their nervous system and their adrenals and their cellular health was saying something very different. And when we're dysregulated like that, the pleasure centers in our brain are actually turned off. So it literally is a physiologic response. And if you think about it, if our body thinks that it's under threat, if it's in survival, it's diverting blood flow and nerve function and things to our lungs, our heart. It's not making it so that touch feels pleasurable. So again, what does a high achieving woman do? She blames herself. Like, oh, there's something wrong with me or something that I'm missing or my hormones must be off or something's wrong. Mm -hmm. And she just tries harder, which gives more (laughs) dysregulation. And, but when really, if we stop and think about it, it makes sense that touch isn't as pleasurable or we don't desire sex or we have trouble, like, because even women in that state that are having sex, it doesn't feel as good as it could feel um, because of those pleasure centers being turned off Mm -hmm. and there. 
in their heads while they're being intimate or they're making to-do lists or they're looking at the clock, like they, to actually be able to be present and really enjoy or receive pleasure just doesn't happen because of the way that our, like our, our brains are wired. Is that based upon your experience with all of your, your clients and patients, is that kind of the, the recognition, the way, because I think, again, speaking kind of to that high achiever and women, I think this could also be men too, is definitely you're putting out fires. You're going a million miles an hour. You're working, you know, anywhere from eight to 14 hour days, like depending upon what you're doing. And it's like, you, you think like, oh, I'm fine. Or, oh, this is just how we're supposed to feel in our forties. Like, this is just, yes, right. Uh, That's like, that (laughs) drives me insane. Actually. (laughs) I've heard that. I, yes. And so it's, yeah. So I, I want to help, I want to help our listeners, like kind of start to like, maybe pick up on some things like that. They're like, they can start questioning and be like, well, is that really true? In my 40s, I'm supposed to feel like this or sex isn't yeah, supposed so to feel this good. Th- there's these societal and cultural norms that drive me insane when it comes to women's health and especially sexual health and wellness. Because there's this idea of like, oh, you have kids or, oh, you're 40 or, oh, you're perimenopausal or you're menopausal. And it's like it's almost accepted. Like it's just generally accepted mm-hmm. that that's the way it is that you're sort of like past your prime or there. Well, you're perimenopausal now. Like it's sort of downhill from here when really that's conventional medicine saying we don't have answers for this. There is no pill to fix it, but instead of, so this is medical gaslighting and medical gender bias, which is very, very real. And it bothers me because again, you go to your doctor to have the answers. And when they tell you they have none, then the internal thing is, you know, I'm broken. There's something wrong with me. And this affects marriages and intimate partnerships. It affects how we show up as parents. It affects how we show up at work, like in a professional capacity. So to me, the implications are are far reaching and when it's wrong. So what I noticed, um, I did a portion of my residency in cancer and more specifically breast cancer, like naturopathic oncology at one of the best hospitals in, in Canada. And I learned so much and just watching women go through these challenges especially there was a a program for women with breast cancer. And it was like from their twenties to 35 or 38, I can't remember the cutoff, but it was young women. And essentially with their chemotherapy and surgery, sometimes they were in menopause early, right? Like sometimes 20 years earlier than they Mm. would have been. And for them, the, like libido and intimacy and everything was very important. And like, personally, I think it should be at in every decade of your life. I think Mm -hmm. it should look different and whatever, but I think it's not something that as we get older, that part of us or that part of our relationship should just like shrivel up and wither away. Um, But that for those women, that was 
very important. We're dealing with body image issues because of surgeries. We're dealing with, um, chemotherapeutics that give you no estrogen. So like vaginal dryness and sometimes pain with sex. So we're dealing with a lot. And again, those women, it was just kind of like, well, yes, that's it for you. And I was kind of unwilling to accept that. So at the beginning, I really started researching. Um, and I would do these talks at a community center. Like it's a cancer community center. They're amazing. And there was some women, some breast cancer survivors, and they were like, this isn't true for me. Like I have a sex drive. I'm lubricated. I like they weren't falling in. So into those generalized categories, but yet they should have every reason to not have desire. So I was looking at them and like, what was different about them and their mindset and their approach and their partnership characteristics. And I really kind of built my foundational program on what was different about them. Wow. Wow. And what an experience. And I mean, they're going through so much, right? Uh, that being said, I, I, I feel like high achieving women, right? Those that are running businesses and coming home, running the family, or like we said, running teams are also going through so much. And we can, you could probably see a lot of similarities. There, on- there really are. There really are from cellular, like on the cellular level, what happens to hormones, adrenals, thyroid, that kind of thing. There's a ton of parallels. Wow. What are a few of the like top ones that you see consistently? Um, Some type of adrenal, like cortisol dysfunction, always, always (laughs) inflammation, Mm -hmm. which, and, and there's usually a hormone imbalance, but this is also where I find people were missing the mark is that like, try and give a high achieving woman hormones to like balance out her hormones hormones are a lag indicator they are off because other things upstream are off so i would prescribe hormones a lot of the time to help women feel better in the beginning like to get them out of that burnout cycle get them feeling like themselves again so they had the bandwidth to do and deal with the things Mm -hmm. that needed to be dealt with and sometimes that's even the bandwidth to have hard conversations Cause when you're having, when you're a high achiever and an overfunctioner, you're attracting underfunctioners. So usually if that's partner, if that's your kids, like sometimes it's even hard conversations to have, but if it's that dynamic of overfunctioning female and underfunctioning romantic partner, it's like, it's not a good one. Mm. So it's like parent child. And then that has ripple effects with intimacy. So getting them feeling better initially, but then fixing the underlying mm. problem, which was usually like the stress. It's it's the pleasure problem. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. what's getting in the way of this woman feeling good and allowing herself to feel good. And even just like people would say, oh, sex is the last thing on my to-do list. Or I just, you know, it's hard to find the time or they've like, you know, 
been a very high achiever about it and like they schedule sex once a week on a Friday night or something like it's very um you know routine I guess or I call it checkbox sex where like you're doing it you know what gets your partner off so you just do what works and then you call it a day but there's no like fun or novelty or exploration or just like really exploring what sexuality is to offer because what we've been taught and we really didn't have sexual health education we had reproductive health education and I talk about this in my book as well in way more detail but essentially like we got taught this is how you have a baby which is penis and vagina equals baby and don't do it because of all these moral and religious reasons and you know you'll get an STI but we were we never had pleasure centered sex education we never had consent centered sex education and it's so sad because an opportunity for connection an opportunity for improved health because we know that sex and orgasm is a pain reliever it increases immune function it helps you sleep better it boosts mood and self-esteem like there's so many positive benefits for sex and we could even say self-pleasure right this doesn't even need to be partnered sex Mm -hmm. um and with all the amazing sex toys and like femtech what has been invented some women I've been seeing this more and more but like the happiest group of people is single women in their like 30s and 40s rate the like rank the happiest (laughs) globally I wonder why (laughs) um but like women will say like I don't even need a man anymore like Mm. my sex toys I'm good Um, but for those like partnered, it's a massive missed opportunity for health and connection and even like work performance. So we call it at the pleasure collective, like the return on sex or the return on pleasure. There's so we're taught get everything done first and then feel good get everything done on my to-do list and then I can have sex when really if we flipped that around a bit or we made pleasure the priority which is hard to do right like try and tell a woman who it has her pleasure centers turned off that she needs more pleasure and it's mm-hmm. like well, what like because mm-hmm. like later I don't have time yes, for that yeah yes you know? every excuse in the book like this mm-hmm. is And they're even reluctant to, um, I'll talk to women all the time and they'll like on, they'll message me on Instagram or I just heard this podcast. Like every word you said is me. I need, like, I need to do this program, but I'll do it after this quarter or I'll do it after my kids are finished that like it's, and it's, I've learned that just like, that's just you know, kind of the way it is because their pleasure centers are off. 
That, I mean, it's funny when you, when you say it like that, like your pleasure centers are off because how often, right. And this, this conversation is so perfect for the show here because business and health, right. And how often do we say, oh, I'll do it when like, oh, I'll do it. I'll like go have pleasure when I will go take care of my health when I will actually invest in, you know, uh, time into my health when. Like it's always like pushed off. And that's the, like, I love that you were like, actually it's like, what's the ROI on the pleasure? It's like, what's the ROI on the investment? You know, and in and, the- in my groups, women are like, so we just had the best quarter ever. We just had the best launch ever. I'm hiring four new people. Like that's just literally the feedback in the last month. Well, and how often do you think- how often I'm curious because the the terms like burnout, right? Like burnout is, is like, oh, I'm tired. I'm not really engaged anymore. Oh, I'm just burned out. Right. We always want to label ourselves. I, <laughs> I don't know why, but we always want to label ourselves. And so I wonder on your experience, like how often do you think it's actually like just the pleasure centers are turned off versus actual burnout? Right. Or is it the same it's thing? It's the same like thing. How- yeah. It's the same thing. So if you are burned out, your pleasure centers are off. And pleasure doesn't just mean sex. That means like you enjoy your job. Like you, you this is pleasurable to like solve your client's problems right now. Yeah. And like enjoy life and be in the moment and feel good. Or even my clients will say all the time, like a vacation is stressful. Mm. Like by the time they plan it and go on the vacation and it takes them days to relax and it's almost like they're observing themselves from like a third, like a bird's eye view, or it's like, I should be having fun right now, but really I'm just annoyed at people or, and then they come back from the vacation and then they're stressed. And sometimes Mm. they didn't even have sex on the vacation, which Mm -hmm. then they feel even worse because it's, you know, the guilt or they had, yeah. Or they had like the vacation sex, but then anyways, just that, like things are off, right? Like it should, that should be, and again, it's a should, but it should be a pleasurable experience, right? Where do you want to go? Like Mm -hmm. what feels good? Like it should feel good getting there. It should, like you should be able to relax. And any of my clients that have been able to take two or three weeks off to vacation somewhere, they're like, they can't believe how long it takes to actually truly unwind. Mm -hmm. But then if you just go back to the same situation that you left, like, you know, you keep, if you want the same result, keep doing what you were doing kind of thing. Yeah. So I, I totally, it's, it's the same. Like we don't have burnout without the, the pleasure centers being off. And they, there are, they did do MRIs on it. Like that's the areas of our brain to experience pleasure are not as active when we are in fight or flight or survival mode. And it's funny because I think, you know, everyone listening in right now, like think about there's like different, different stages, seasons, journeys within your life, right? Where it's, I I imagine based upon your clinical experience, it's going to fluctuate, right? Yes. And let's, 
thank you for saying that because <laughs> I don't want people to think that this is like some Instagram, like every day is Perfect. butterflies and, and rainbows and-, and I'm running through fields of flowers. Like, no, like there is <laughs> like hard, stressful shit happens and mm-hmm. that's life, but it's about, you know, how can I get through that with pleasure or how much resiliency do I have? Can I sleep through the night and eat well and feel good, even though like shit's crumbling around me? Can I ask for help? Can I receive the help? Like there's all these other things that make such a difference to our us as a as a whole mm-hmm. and uh, so I feel like with you know feminine energy and pleasure I love that there's way more conversations being had about it I think that's amazing because these conversations do need to be had but also if you are talking to a woman <laughs> that is really high achieving and her pleasure centers are off and what's being shown to her is like women running in fields with long dresses and stuff then it's it seems so unattainable or it's like oh it must be easy for her because she doesn't have kids or it must be easy for her because she doesn't run a seven-figure business or you know like it's almost like so unapproachable but with my work and what I see as important is and what I'm teaching is how do we almost like we have to retrain our bodies to tolerate more pleasure or receive more Mm. pleasure And and in a real way like in a real life way that fits in a schedule for somebody that works eight to 14 hour days because I just I can't expect that woman to cut her schedule down to four and have her children fend for themselves. Well, and that might, that might shoot her the opposite way, right? Like that's mm-hmm. going to stress her out and get even into a, a stronger, more significant fight or flight mode, like giving it, you know, kind of like pulling back. And that, that's where I think like when I'm envisioning what you're talking is it's almost like you're looking through different goggles right now. Like you're looking through kind of foggy goggles because your pleasure centers are off. So like something that was enjoyable, right? Like maybe prospecting your business or or creating marketing plans for your business was like super enjoyable in the past. And now it's like, I have to do this. I don't want yeah, to it's do like, this. Uh, I don't, yeah. You know? And so for someone that is feeling that and has those foggy goggles on, how would you maybe help them kind of see like how, like, all right, recognized pleasure centers could be off, right? And that is now feeling the burnout and just not the ability to receive pleasure. And I and I think it's almost in both both sides, like pleasure in what you're doing, right? For like your job, your role, your career, your professional uh, uh, area, but then also like actual sex and connection with your partner. Yeah, it's both. It's always both. And I find it's easiest to start with pleasure- in our day to day, like mm-hmm. adding little bits throughout our day mm-hmm. because we can control that, mm-hmm. you know, like getting a 
really nice mug that you like that you look at and it makes you happy to have your tea in while you work getting fresh flowers for your desk like just a simple action cleaning out your purse or your underwear drawer is a favorite because we always when I get the (laughs) women that I work with to do that like we always are laughing because we all have like some gross pairs in there like (laughs) holes in it or whatever um and then like replacing it with something good but even you with the next time you open your purse and it's all nice and clean it's like oh okay this is good Mm. or you know a skincare routine that you stick to no matter what that you take the time for yourself five or ten minutes in the morning in the evening or for me even taking my supplements because I've been in periods of my life where I've been so busy that I just like won't even do that mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and it feels so hypocritical and anyways so and I call those like pleasure anchors so what are the little things that you can do that take minimal effort but they just make you feel really good having a wine out of your like nice wine glass because we would you know we use the crappy ones but we don't want to use but like something that just feels good and decadent and easy so if we add those like pleasure anchors in throughout the day and even something like simple um softening So when we are in fight or flight, we're tense and I can feel it in myself right now. Like my tensions in my shoulders and my neck and my pelvic floor, my, and my jaw. Um, and when we're tense, there's not a lot of blood flow, nerve innervation to those areas and things aren't pleasurable. So if your partner, you know, comes up to touch you, you're just like, like get away from me. Like we're, you know, fight or flight, right. It's that Mm -hmm. react or freeze, um, But if we can soften, like soften your jaw, soften your shoulders, soften your lips, like they instantly feel fuller and there's more sensation. Soften Mm. your lips when you're kissing. Like if you Mm. make an effort to do that, kissing will feel better. So Mm. there's all these like little tweaks and hacks that we can do to kind of get those pleasure centers back online. Real quick, if you can think about how you found out about this podcast, somebody probably shared it with you, told you about it, or maybe you saw it on an Instagram story. Currently, the only way this grows is through word of mouth. I don't sell any ads or sponsorships right now, so my only ask to you is that you continue to pay it forward. However you found out about this podcast, that you do the exact same thing for someone else. So if it is leaving a review, sharing it in your stories, Literally, if you do that, it would mean the world to me and definitely throw some good karma out there for you and another entrepreneur. What I really loved about all of that is I know it's so funny and I've been here too, is that you think like, especially when it came to like health and nutrition, exercise, and and this is a whole nother thing that we need to talk about more is we can have this perception. Again, it's probably that like Instagram worthy perception of like, I have all these things I have to do 
Otherwise it's not worth it. And so it's like, it's either all of them or it's not at all. And I love that you talked about these little pleasure anchors and it's not like, oh my gosh, we have to go have sex for like three hours and then like that. Okay, done. It's like that perfect cup of coffee or tea. Like that is what will trigger that same sensation. Yes. And it could be like your day is stressful or falling apart or there's stuff going on, but it's like this cup of coffee is perfect. And I have control of this. Mm, I love I have that control, control of my pleasure. Yeah. Which in the end controls another issue that we have to work on sometimes as high achieving women. But like I did this for me. Mm, that right there, I think is like one of the biggest takeaways is that I did this for me. Right. Mm-hmm. And when we start taking care of ourselves, me, it's not selfish. And it helps you show up so much better for everybody else in your life. Like that, I think is, it's, we we have to remind ourselves all the time, I'm doing this for me. And that makes me be better for them. That helps kind of like. Yeah, that's, and that, you know, being of service and that makes you a good wife, mother, employee and being self-sacrificing. And that's even once we do this work and we deepen it into sex, like sex is us of service, mm. us self-sacrificing. Like a lot of women don't even know what they like, or they're like, even if they do, they're like going to the restaurant and ordering the same thing off the menu time after time. Like it's not this exploration of us and our pleasures and our desires. And in this expansive way that we didn't weren't taught about in school and feels authentic like it's so energizing and revitalizing it's good for health it's good for relationships it's good for work performance so it's just amazing to me that it's not talked about so you know as we kind of are are coming to an end here how would you help someone like engage in exploration, right? Because I think that's like a a hard. So this is hard. And this is because if, and I would love to say here, like, oh, do this and do that. And here's your five tips. It doesn't work or else we wouldn't have one in two women globally suffering from sexual dysfunction. Like this is a massive, massive problem. One in two women globally. Tell me another health market that's bigger than that. Mm-hmm. There isn't mm-hmm. one. Um, and this isn't even talked about enough, right? Like, no. So what it is, and I mean, my listening to my podcast will help a lot. And I get mm-hmm. messages that it helps a lot. Reading my book will help a lot. But again, those are like a little bit of their band-aid fixes. It's like me trying to get information out to the public when there's this big gaping wound and I'm putting like a band-aid on it. It's mm-hmm. a start. Um, but community is what seems to heal it faster because we have these hangups and these beliefs and that kind of thing. But when we can get women together and they've taken my courses, so we're all kind of at this like level that we can come to and discuss and when women can feel like oh I'm not alone or that wasn't just me and I see them like relax on the call and like engage on the call and think oh I like 
I can do that. Or I'd love that. It's just, it's so fascinating how healing community can be, because I think a lot of this was societal and cultural, like culturally created. And it heals the fastest when we get women together and talk about it. And finding that group, right? Like finding that community, like you said, finding those women. And it's not like you have to like go join this, you know, like association meeting. It's like finding that safe space. Yeah. Even if it's girlfriends to talk about it, because there's a 50% plus chance that they're going through the same thing too. Yep. Yep. And sometimes it's as high achievers, we're known for being brave right? We're known for being brave, but we're also known for putting up like a facade of everything's perfect. And Mm -hmm. so when we- Looks good on the outside, hot mess on the inside. (laughs) Hot mess on the inside. And so it's like, if that's one thing that I could just say that I've gotten from this, and I hope our listeners did too, is like, is actually being brave is, is sharing that hot mess. Because with that statistic that you shared, that one in two, 50%, right? So- Mm -hmm. And I think that's underreported. So that's what we know right now. But like, you could literally say there that like, if you're in a group of four women, that you're not alone. A hundred percent. You're not alone based upon that statistic. Exactly. And those honest conversations are so healing and therapeutic. Yeah. And if you don't have women that you can talk to about it, send me a DM on Instagram. That was going to be my next thing. So this conversation, and I feel like we could go on and on and on because there's so many different little facets. And, And this, like I said was going to make you squirm a little bit, but this is definitely one that you want to listen to twice, because if you listen to Dr. Jordan in there, there's lots of little nuances that she gives to kind of help you recognize, to help you kind of start taking, you know, action and controlling what you can control as high achievers. We love to control, Mm -hmm. right. And you can only control yourself. Um, so I would definitely recommend listening twice tuning in to your podcast, but where's also the best place that they can just follow along and just even I think start bringing light to like maybe some of the questions that you've been asking yourself of like, I should feel amazing. I should feel so great, but there's something missing. And and I want them to, to be able to connect with you. Yeah. My Instagram at Dr. Jordan Wiggins, we can if we could link that for them. A hundred percent. That would be just to, yeah, engage in the content, send me a message. I answer my DM. Sometimes it takes me a day or two, depending on response, but I will. She's a business owner. I will answer it. I will answer it personally. It just, yeah. Sometimes we put out polls or something like hits and then I'll have like 75 to answer. So it might take me a bit. Don't think I'm ignoring you. (laughs) I love it. I love it. Well, um, we'll definitely link everything in the notes. We'll link to, um, your podcast. We'll link to the website as well as your Instagram. And like you, like, I love it when my guests come on here and they say they answer the DMS. So she's one that I, you can hear it. She's answering, right? So it's not uh, a bot. It's not somebody from my team. It's me. Because it is nuanced, right? So I I can't, I need to train somebody for, I've been doing this for like 15 years from its advent. So 
I need to train somebody real good before I could pass that torch. <laughs> before before you would let that one go again. Control, yes. control here. Yeah. <laughs> just calling it out. Okay. So I just want to, you know, first off, just say thank you so much for joining. Um, and and just really acknowledge you. I love as a, you know, a naturopathic doctor, like just your your curiosity to be able to help the pe- like help your community that you're creating that that curiosity i think in the mental space like the more that we can hone that in and fuel it that's really where we're going to see lots of changes um you know for for everybody so i just want to say thank you for being that curious and still pursuing and um for joining us on the show today thank you so much for having me shelly yeah absolutely all right well if you love this show which i know that you did maybe squirmed a little bit. I encourage you, please snap a shot, tag us on Instagram. You know, both of us will give you all the personal love because it is us answering those DMs. Um, and if it's private, I still want you to share it. If you have that friend, share it with them so that they can come back and find Dr. Jordan. All right. Until next time, remember we're in the business of being healthy.